Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired entertainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. This is episode number 18, folks, and my name is Mario Evan. You don't know I'm your boy, and you're listening to Talk Trud. Always a pleasure being here, and I'm so glad to make it to episode number 18. This episode is a very interesting episode, but before we get there, we're going to do our truth bombs. So, the truth bomb question of last week was, name one song you later in life discovered you were singing the wrong lyrics to. Mine was, every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you, and I thought the me was meat. Um, so some of the responses we got were, if was could talk, uh, what I didn't do is let the people tell me what the lyrics were that were wrong, but some people did. Um, one friend said, Mario Evans, Soul Tech. <laughs> funny um book of rules which is by the heptones i believe and i surely can understand why you would get lyrics wrong in that song um missy elliott work it if you uh, let me work it i put your thing down flip it and reverse it it's your from your home and um capleton in our art in our art in our art we were the one in our art all right, um, we have um, like a virgin, <laughs> touch for the very first time. Um, uh, we also have Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. This person uses sing red and yellow, black and white. Oh, it's yellow, red, and black and. I don't even know anymore. I, I, I don't know. And um, we have Ace of Base. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Oh. All right. We have Earth, Wind and Fire, Brazilian Rhyme. Um, this person always sang body a body a body a body a yeah. I need to listen to this song. What is going on here? We also have Concrete Jungle. But by Jay-Z, I hear Concrete Jungle with Dreams Tomato. <laughs> Interesting stuff here. All right. Thank you guys for the truth bomb responses. You done know already. Um, I need a truth bomb for next week. I will drop it at the end of this episode. But right now, I'm going to go into an interview with a creative. I've always wanted to, to speak to creatives about the challenges that they face in being creatives. And... This particular creative is a very, very, very special and talented young man. And, well, the interview will tell you all you need to know. Keep it locked. Episode 18. Oh, my gosh. All right. Welcome to episode number... What episode are we at? Do you know? You don't know. I don't know. Well... I'm hoping it's seven. Um, It's not seven. Seventeen? It might be 18. Actually, you're no. so close. Actually, I'm here with a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I'm actually very honored to have a gentleman in front of me who is not only an actor, but a writer. And he goes by the name of 
Desmond Dennis, and he is one of Jamaica's finest, in my opinion. He may not say this himself, but welcome to Talk Trot. Desmond, how are you? I am well. Thank you. How oh, are you? I am great. Um, That's good. In a, in a sentence, describe who is Desmond Dennis? One sentence? One sentence. I don't think you're giving me enough time here. One <laughs> sentence? I don't think I can, can sufficiently. I'll give you a paragraph. A paragraph. Yeah, I can work with a joke. With no word limits. No word limits. <laughs> um, introverted. Introverted. Full stop. Full stop. That's one word. You did it in and less. That's a paragraph. Which is think which, about oh, it's a word, think it's a paragraph, it. and uh, it's a complete thought. It's a, precisely, it's all in one. Well, even and that's what Desmond is. Even in that, you have expressed to me exactly why you're so brilliant. Um, let's take you back to the early days. Where are you from in Jamaica? I'm from Clarendon. We're specifically in Clarendon. Vernon Field, Clarendon. Vernon Field, Clarendon. Yeah, where you're about a place called Gimme Bit. Gimme Bit, man, I know Gimme Bit. Yeah. What happens in Gimme Bit? Nothing specific. Nothing specific? No, but the story goes. Somebody did buy something mm-hmm. from somebody else, and then the man come to the girl, and she said, yo, give me a bit. <laughs> and then it became And then bit. it became the name of the community. Yeah. Vernon so Vernon Field is quite close to um, give me a bit. Vernon Field, I know where they race the car then. Yes, oh, very close to there. Very close. So the, yeah, the racetrack is closer to the high school, but the community called Vernon Field is uh, like 10 minutes away from Garvey Maceo. Nice. And Garvey Massey is like eight minutes away from the racetrack. So. I like that you're using these landmarks that many Jamaicans will actually know. And um, so I have you here as an actor and a writer. But as a child, do you remember having stories in your head where you're a child that used to like to tell stories? Were you an actor? Were you the com- comedian in the house? Or were you just quiet? I've always been um, a still one. Still. I've always been still. Um, a part of it was that I grew up alone, albeit I had <laughs> siblings. So I'm I'm a middle child, not a middle child. Gotcha. Right. So my mother. But had, I mean, them did old, them did far up, right. them did far from so you. So mm-hmm. my my mother's kids, um, children, they were older than me, so they were already out of the house, mm-hmm. and I was the only child for my mother and my father. But then they'd separated, so I was with my mother, and then my father and my younger siblings were together. So I was raised alone, although I was not alone. If I understand. Understand. I totally understand. Yeah. Right. So they were around you and you were aware of them. But you, right. were, and you we, were alone. And, and we were... used to spend weekends together. Right. So that's where our relationship would have started. But outside of that, um, all I used to do when I was a child was um, read my Bible and watch cartoons. And I suppose that's where I would have um, learned or that's where my, my imagination would have come from because I often imagine myself <laughs> in some of those wild cartoons um tasmanian devil and um bugs bunny and all of them you know right so yeah would but you would you say simple rural upbringing simple rural upbringing that's exactly what it was and church was a was and a big tr- part of it half the church every su- sunday school right leading to church service and then the, the the post service talks, right? And then you go, and home. then you have some church in the weekdays too, cause you know that's yes, you, you know go. Wednesday night you have to go pray pray and meeting. Not even ask which oh. it was, but you know <laughs> these things go. Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, pretty much the standard. It's that that country life. That country life. Yeah, you wake up in the morning and you hear the the the, the, the rooster out. You you look outside. You see the dew on the coconut tree, like mangoes, fruits, all of that. 
I, I grew up in Kingston, but my parents are from Westmoreland, so I, I understand it. Ah, so, so hearing it, I was not, about to it's say not pity. unfamiliar <laughs> to me. So, so it makes sense. But I'm glad you described it because I, I know what it's what it sounds yeah, like and really smells nice. like and yes. feels like. Fresh. It has a whole fresh, yes, crisp fre- and yes. nice. Yes, 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 yes. Well, all right. So what about uh, primary or prep school? What were you doing? The junior, the junior school levels. Where, what was that so experience So I went like? to, um, well... I mean, because of where my parents used to live, they used to live in a community called Kemsill. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started school at like two years old, um, I was sent to Kemsill Basic School. Right. And then my mommy always felt that I'd probably be distracted. So when the, um, by the time we'd moved to Vernon Field, the majority of the, the, the people in Vernon Field, the, the residents, um, they'd send their children to Yorktown and that was a very popular primary school in right, Clarendon. Right. Um, my mother decided to keep me at Racecourse Primary or to send me to Racecourse Primary. So I was the one child going this way when everybody else was, was going, going that, that way. way. Right. But that was just her way of saying, you know, keep focused um, and just have your goal inside. So she didn't want me to get caught up in all the... In you know, the, the, the popularity yeah, the pop- of the of right, the, of the right, school right, and these right, things, right. just do what you do wherever you're doing it. Precisely. Um, and then I went to the Lenmere High School. Was there any acting in the in the primary school that's stage? Funny enough, that's actually where it started. Okay. And you know, when you're young, and you you don't, you're not even aware that right, this like is what the, it is. The picnic them get thrown at the choir. Everybody can sing, even though everybody cannot sing. Precisely, that's. But you end up singing though, and you were acting. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, what it was was um, at race course they had a, a, a tradition at the time where they'd mix grades. So grade one and two would have a general uh, a Friday devotion together. Right. Grades three and four, five and six. So they'd pair them. So when we were in grade three, or when I was in grade three. We and the the fourth graders right three and mix, four right, mm-hmm. but during those Friday devotions after the, after the devotions were over, the teachers would ask for entertainment, and remember I told you that I grew up watching TV because I didn't have anyone to talk to right so I knew all the advertisements by heart. Um, and what so kind of ads were going on those like days? The digestives and the ribenas and the Miss Lickle. Miss Lickle. Yes. Miss Lickle added nice to see. The macro, right. I love it. So mm. I knew all of those. Miss Lickle have a lisp. She's nice to see. What happened to Miss Lickle? She's still around? Yeah, I think so. Okay, come. That would have been. Um, she's a popular actress. Pius, yes. Pius, yes. Claudette, Claudette Pius. Pius. Lovely actress. Yeah. I n- I'm not sure she's I don't still know. acting, Gosh, but. Man, yeah. She was the thing. Yeah, she was yeah, the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, man, look up to her. Um, so I knew all of those ads, and the teachers would just ask me to reenact them. And I'd found that because I, the accuracy and just the commitment to what I was doing, like, I, w- I got popular for doing that. And so that became almost my quote-unquote legacy. Right. Outside of being an academic, because I was really bright in primary You school. could recite the, the commercials. But, yeah, everybody knew me as that guy, and then, they started coming to me outside of devotion to ask me to do things and act things for them and stuff like that. But for me, it was really just about making sure they were happy. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking at it like, yo, I'm going to be an actor. Right. This is something just, you could do oh, well. Yeah. And, you and it, makes, didn't even it makes you happy. So you did it well. Really? Precisely. Random question. When is your birthday? And you're not, um, yeah, when is your birthday? February 7th. What sign is that? 
Aquarius. Yeah, I get into science sometimes. People can't stand me about it. I'm not hell-bent on it. Yeah. I, I just sometimes believe people born around certain times have similarities yeah. and traits. Um, I just noticed you said your attention to detail and your commitment to, to reenacting things. I don't know if Aquarius is it has those traits. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that is one of... What I well, yeah, yeah, yeah attention I'm a, to detail. I'm a yeah. Libra and I'm also creative and we're both air signs. We're supposed to get along. We're supposed to. We are. And I think we and do. Gemini, we do. Gemini is another air sign as well. I you know what's funny? Like I've always wondered. Um, crazy. Is it? Yeah. Is it because? <laughs> is it that they are crazy because they're supposed the to have twins? like the double? Yeah, the double personality. Is that that thing? I'm not upset nobody, but maybe <laughs> enough of them and some of them, man. At least I'm the skills. But I aren't know we, that to be I am fair. the skill. To be I fair, try aren't to stay we in the center? Aren't we all a little aren't crazy? Aren't we all a little much? And isn't crazy relative? Precisely. Well, let's crazily move into Glenmuir High School. One <laughs> one of the high schools who notoriously known for I shouldn't say notoriously, but known for the arts. Right. Um, all together sing, they shine, they have a wonderful choir, they always have. You know, at one point, Glenmere had like six choirs. Yeah, at and one he, point, we had a, a, a junior festival, a senior festival, junior concert, senior concert. Um, you wonder how a mixed school choir. even gets this kind of reputation? Who, who, who is the force behind? Well, tell me, who is the force behind this? Um, at the time, um, a lot of what was done at Glenmere was spearheaded by um, Mr. Sidney Bartley mm-hmm. and his name slips me now right. but he was in charge of the concert choir and that's the choir that would have put forward people like the Sharona Forsters. Right, Sharona was Glenmuir right. too. And my good friend who plays keyboards for me, Denny Graves is that right, Glenmuir. Right, 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 yes. right, 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 right. So at different points Lisa who was Lisa. in the movie Lisa, yes. yes, Lisa we're talking about Lisa, yes, we know Lisa was talking. a head girl. Lisa was in Get Alive. Yes, Lisa was one of my That's a talent, yes. Um, White, Mr. Leo White. Leo White, yes. He would have been in charge of the concert choir. Um, and then Sidney Bartley would have been in charge of, or he used to assist the, the festival choir. Well, big up to these Jamaicans who, who helped to, to, right. to foster the growth. All right, so you're now in Glenmuir. Mm-hmm. Are you acting from first form? No. All right. I How act funny that? enough like I didn't do anything for Glenmere in terms of acting mm-hmm. outside of the, the, the popular I stand for competition. Um, so every year I'd, I'd, or most years, depending on what pieces were, were presented, I'd make sure that I represented my house because I'm very competitive. Right. Um, so I wanted pause to kind of, you know, be up there. So I'd compete for my house. But outside of that, I didn't, I didn't do anything arts related until third form when I joined the choir. Okay, um, so you sing? Yes. Okay, great. Or I can carry a note. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. Here's the truth. In sixth form, um, no, let me just give you the backstory. At the time that the speech group became a thing at Glenmere, it was led by Rayon McLean. Right. No, the day. I was um, going to audition or sign up for a speech club, speech, speech group, speech club. Um, I'm walking down the quadrangle and he has the group um, outside in the quadrangle. They're rehearsing for some. They're, they always had things doing. That was cool. So I'm going down there and then somebody made a mistake and he just started shouting. And at that time, I was a little more... Um, or you say self-aware, more assertive. Right. So I knew that our personalities would clash. And so the, the just the fact that you were shouting was a, 
it yeah. turned me off. Like I got upset and ju- I turned around and I said, you're not doing it. Yeah. That's right. not for me. That's not, that space is not, for that's you. not for me. Um, and then I found that because I, I used to love singing as well. I joined the choir as, as the alternative to that. And then in sixth form, like Ryan would have been gone by then. <laughs> so who is probably not your friend, right? Ryan is my very good friend right. and now my director we, in Quilt. Which I but realize we'll get to why that. you're so comfortable <laughs> saying it, right? Yeah. Um, but after that, in sixth form, his, the, the, the group that he would have brought up were now the leaders of the speech group. And that I Stedford, I, I shun. Right. I won all three of the I won all three categories that I participated in and I directed the group piece that won. So my house was the champion host that year and the leader of the speech group, Keith, um <laughs> Keith set up an intervention. So school ended and I noticed that a group of them were in the corner um of, of the auditorium and just that I'm I'm stepping outside Keith calls me over and he says, what are you doing with your life? They were going to jump you. But it was a creative jump. Yes, it was. A creative I'm, lynching. And I was just like, what What do you mean? And he's just like, somebody as talented as you are should be using your talents for good. You can't just turn up and do a Stedford and that's it. What are you contributing? And I was offended. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Like at I really time, was offended right. at, the, at the way he, did he it. said it. But afterwards, like I thought about it and I was just like, and well, this is there's not something to it. Afterwards, right? No man, like, like it was like later? two days, days or okay. three days later. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have thought about it. And at the end of that conversation, he had said to me, rehearsals are on Wednesday and I expect <laughs> you to be there. And I walked away because as I said, I was offended, offended by right? the approach. But then like that Wednesday, I, I, he lynched you properly. He made it. He did it. Yeah, he had impact. I was at rehearsal. And it turns out that that year um, was when I really put a lot of effort into um, just catching up. Because I said I went through the entire time without doing anything like that outside of competing for my house. So I wanted to catch up to them because they'd been doing it in their system. And I knew that I was good at writing because I always used to write things for like class. And when I did English lit and stuff like that, I'd always, you know, orchestrate those things. So I wanted to kind of channel all of that energy. So I wrote a lot of pieces. I directed a lot of the pieces. And at the time, Glenmere is a force in JCDC. I'm not sure if they still are. <laughs> probably probably, <laughs> probably are. I know Arden yeah. is quite a force. But yeah, comment, comment a bit on the importance of receiving validation. So I feel like the gentleman who told you that, what what are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. He is, he offended you, but in essence, he also validated you because he's saying you're brilliant and he's saying you need to, you can't just do this and done. And I'm talking validation not only from peers, but from, from the school community or right. wherever else you got it from. But you know, like for me, and even now, I don't think, I didn't receive it as much from the, the perspective of validation and he's validating that I'm good, like I knew I was good. It wasn't about that. So what you it was believed about in your own was, talent from, from yes, early. Yes. You just felt it. Yes. Inside. Yeah, because you, you, you see you see the impact you have. And that's why even from primary school, I readily reenact whenever somebody came up to me because I saw that they'd laugh or I saw right. that they'd have some sort of So how people responded to, it. to you right. was all the validation you needed and, and you, that's and you all knew, the validation I'd ever I'd right. ever wanted. You know what I mean? Like I don't need it to say, yo, you're good. Are you feeling? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling what I, I want you to feel like? 
that is, for me is, is, is that. important conversation you know, because a lot of people um, have delayed growth because they actually aren't sure how good they are. Mm. And, and I think the people who do really well, I feel identified early because then they can get that 10,000 hours if you even want to go there right. because they're so already sure. Right. They can kind of keep sitting in, in their truth or in their... For me, that conversation really um, was more about the challenge. Right. It was about him saying, you're lazy. And you're, or like, you're are you saying that I'm lazy? Right. Yeah, it was more like, I could be um, offering something. I could be m- making more. I could be doing more. And I guess at the time you thought you were doing enough? No. Um, I think it was, it was a case that I hadn't thought about it. Right, right, right. So it was a new challenge. Yes, it was a new challenge. Like, That's oh, what it was. Okay. So it was, it was more like, wait, he does have a point. Like, <laughs> what, what, you know, like, what's the sense in right. being able to do it if you're not going to use it for good? Like, why not try to get your school some medals? Like, why not? Why sit on it? Right. So, and, and that, that you know, kind of brought me back to the things you'd read as a child in the Bible, like the guy that got his talent and buried it. Like, right. in that moment, I felt like the one that buried the talent. Right. He put you right in that space. And right. that, for and that me, was, was all I needed. So him saying, you need to be doing something with it. Yeah, was a That's good really was a good push. Yes, parables. Yes. Ah, uh, wow. All right. So at this point, you are now. Well, as you say, you recognize your talent, and you're also using a various skills. So you're directing, you're writing, you're acting, and you've sung as well. Yeah. You're now senior Glenmuir Arts. So you're moving to what next? Your uh, um. After that, we did festival, and then after that, it was UE. Right. Yeah, because that would have been the end. As I said, that was sixth form. That was six B into six A. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did two years. One year in JCDC because I would have been drafted for six B. Um. And then I, you know, competed in in six A with the group. Um. And then we, I went to UE, but that's and at UE, I really decided that. This is what I want to do almost. Like right. I found. For sure. Yeah. For the younger people listening, what kind of subjects were you doing in at Glenmuir? You were doing science oh, I was subjects science. or you were yeah, doing arts? Yeah, I was a science student. So you did chem, bio? Biochem, physics, math, maths, all of them. Right. Yeah. I only did the arts up to fifth form because of the stream that I was in. What so was your you know, intention? Um, I was supposed to be a doctor. Okay, so that was what you were streamlining yourself right. for all along. Right. So in a way, at that point, was acting on these things kind of hobbyistic? They, in, in a hobbyist, I would say. They were. They were. Because as I said, the, 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 chief, the chief reason I did those things was because I saw that the people around me enjoyed it. So if Desmond is on the stage, they're going to laugh. If Desmond is on the stage, they're going to see something different. If Desmond is on the stage, they're going to feel different. And for me, just knowing that at the end of it, they they've they feel f- some sort of um, fulfillment from whatever you put on the stage. That for me was the only reason, or that was the main reason I did it. It right. was for the people. It was always for the people. Which is a good place to start. Yeah. Um. For me, I always speak about my generation and how we were in the mold of Dr. Lawyer and, and that that was the way to go. Even at your stage of the game, do you feel the Jamaican societal expectation of a stable profession kind of helped to dampen you even thinking it was like a, a choice? Like, you know, can this even be a real career in I, Jamaica? I mean, it's one of those things that we all face as, as young artists. Um, some of us have different 
like variations of the story, but it's still ultimately the, the same, same end story. goal. Because for me, it genuinely was that I wanted to be a doctor. Like you, you know, actually like I it. genuinely love right. science right. and right. So I this really was coming was. from you. Not you weren't being told to do this. No, by, nobody told by a family me member. to. No, mm-hmm. it was never that. It was always. Neither was I actually me. for clarity. <laughs> My father's a doctor. They always pit them say, "Oh, if I tell it, nobody told me no, to do medicine." Yeah. But it was the example that I had in my space. So it was an easy one to, to then kind of streamline right, as right. a science student to medicine because it seemed logical. Right. But um, no one really forced me, ever. It's strange that, um, and again, I guess 2020 for, for hindsight. That's yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like when I started to do the art stuff, a lot of people came and said, is this what you're going to do? And at that time, I was just like, no, I'm I'm going to do science. I'm going to do med. And they're just like, there's something here. And I'd be like, yeah, right. sure. That was them identifying your talent. Even, they even saw when, it you before were, me. when you were not looking, right? They really saw it before me. And right. as I said, it's just one of those things that years later, you think back and you go, hey, this conversation, that's what this person was saying to me. And this person was saying to me. And in that space, I was just so hell bent. On being that being a doctor that that you weren't even thinking I about wasn't it. even yeah thinking I, about it yeah yeah sometimes anyway that's life um at this way I want to take over a little bit because I want to mention how I met you and the way I met you was because I saw you on stage <laughs> and it was Maya Wilkinson's play which was called Heist 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 was <laughs> hilarious I mean it was so well written and and so well Maya executed. Is a Genius. But Maya, as a human, is just witty and funny. Right. Anyways, if you just hang around and you're laughing all the time, Always. and she was able to translate that wit into onto the stage, mm-hmm. and then she had this brilliant cast. You know, she it was well well casted. Well casted. And it was just a lot of slapstick. It just reminded me of one of them old show there where I don't know. It, I can't really even put it into you words. You know, funny. But there are some, some shows that I've seen in my childhood growing up, and I felt exactly and like that's, it. That's that's what. But in a Jamaican way. So when she. <laughs> Because a lot of um, the, the patrons who would have come to Heist, right. the full production would not have known that that show had been done like two years before in Talawa at ah. UA. And when she, she, it was just three of us. So it was just the security guard, Max and, and myself, Tiggs. Um, and when she gave me the script, I immediately knew I wanted to do it because of what you, you just knew. said. Right, right. It's slapstick and it's, it's one of those um, styles that we don't often explore in Jamaica and wit and, and, qu- and quick wit yes quick wit, which a lot of Jamaican comedy doesn't have it's like yeah you can almost see the jokes coming but Precisely. I couldn't see these jokes coming and when them slap you them slap you hard and you laugh yes I even laughed yes. I'm, I'm that dude who laughs at the stuff nobody else laughs at so Same. I I found myself laughing at these off jokes yes I, I was on the off beat and the odd things what I was yes. dying yes and, and I mean, that's the beauty of that show I commend you because I'd never seen you before I don't think ever. And it, I, and I was like, who is this brother? Because I said, he is so talented. I mean, Thank I think you. I probably went on Twitter and found it and tweeted you. Because I tend to do that because I like to support my fellow Jamaican artists and artists because it's a weird space. Right. And sometimes we can feel competitive, like there is, isn't enough space or for everybody to fit. Yeah. But I like, if I see something, I like to say, hey, this song is good or hey, you did well. And because that's the I way to go makes, about it. it we have to all build difference. Yes. When you hear it really it from does. another it person. It really, really, really does. You and know? it's one of those things that we, especially as the younger like generation coming up, we have to 
just kind of sustain that energy of yeah, man. pushing yeah, man. each other and making sure each other is uplifted because we all know the challenges we're going through. And so we all have to ensure that, hey, how you feel today? What you do? What we can I help you with? Like, how we're going to help each other? Because that's the only way the industry will will survive if there is that energy of, yo, me, I'm going to be the star. I'm going to be the best. Da, 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 da. Then everything go fall. It's going to crash. It, yeah. And we don't need that. I want to jump to challenges, but just to, to complete the journey, I just mm-hmm. want to know what groups you were functioning in at UA when you moved to UA. So and I kind of took... Um, yeah, I kind of took And sorry, things. people, UA is the University of the West Indies. This is Jamaica, Mona Campus. Yes. Um, there, I, I joined the Dramatic Arts Society, and that was the first place that um, kind of gave me, like, a sure-footed um, journey, like, lesson right. um, structure to, was, to my was, approach. Was Mr. Heap there at time still? Yes, at the time. Okay. He was the, the head of the center. Right. Um, and I would have worked with him and Michael Holgate, um, who is my mentor. Um, for the major part of that, there's T.N. Robinson, another talented young director, who gave me my first real role. Um, like my first award at Tala was my first time doing a play. Um, and all I had was six lines. I'll never forget that. Um, summarize what Talawa is to the, to the non-Jamaicans. Um, what is Talawa in the context of university and acting? Talawa is a tertiary level dramatic arts festival. It's, it's annual. It's held every year. Um, and what it is, is the Philip Sherlock Center's way of kind of just providing a platform for young um, artists who are in college or yeah, college-based institutions to put together um, experimental pieces. Right. Um, to just kind of test the waters. Where do you want your art to go? So they, it's a it's a competition, really. It's a festival, but it's really a competition because you know everybody wants to see who exactly. can come up and with the best And the show is presented as like pieces, that. and it's normally like a week, a week long. A it's week a of week events, long, right? right? Generally, or three or four days thereabouts. And at the end of it, there is a, a best of Talawa where you see all the the pieces that were or right. would have been outstanding. And then there's an award ceremony. But it is a very interesting week. A lot of brilliant things appear on Concepts that stage. And yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So it's all of that. Um, and it's open. So there are years when Trinidad would send over a contingent. And Barbados was here um, last year. Right. And they did really well. Um, so that's what Talawa is. And that, that was really just like, you know, the starting point. Right. Um, from there, I joined... Um, the Quilt Performing Arts Company. Quilt. Uh, quilt. Yes, yeah. I would say like, yeah. <laughs> Quilt. Yeah, because you make you feel like warm, like warm. you put it on your, yeah. And funny enough, that's what the space feels like. A warm space. A, w- a family it's a, space. It's a family yeah. space, a I, community I've, I've, I've witnessed it. Yes. Yeah. I've witnessed in rehearsals too, so I know what it feels like. Nice. Right. Um, Brilliant and talented people in Quilt as well. Supremely. Yeah. That's understatement of the year. Supremely yeah. talented. Um. Through Quilt, I would have learned to move more freely as an artist. So you just gave me a platform to to deconstruct scripts. How do you work a script? How do you take your characters? Um, how do you break down your, your dialogue? How do you, you know, yeah, the technicalities. And Quilt allowed me to grow as a feeler on stage. Start to become Be- free. Yes, because a lot of the work that we do in Quilt is devised theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the work that Rayon, um, Rayon McLean, he does, it has to do with experimenting with single sentences and how can we build a whole two-hour show from one sentence, who is my God? 
and then you start and then and you, you play off of each go, other you play off each other there's a lot of contact theater um and a lot of these odd <laughs> to the, the the layman techniques that we utilize but it sort of helps you it sounds very organic too but then very. it makes it feel very real and that is the point right it feels human it doesn't feel calculated and and, and scripted by one person and precisely and that yeah. is exactly what it's supposed to feel like and that is exactly what it's supposed to achieve um so those are the two units i've worked with right um outside of that i've worked with practically every um director that's you know active in jamaican theater i've worked with Dele harris um old fire stick ring games um michael holgate several times in over. what capacity as a actor, actor. Okay, right, right. Mm, yes these are all directors so i'd be actor okay, for that, them that's correct keep going um i've worked with brian he michael holgate my mentor delia harris um i've not worked with center stage yet hint hint <laughs> <laughs> yes give him a call right um i've not worked with david tuller right um or basil mm. dawkins basil. but i've worked with brian johnson tian robinson um Julianne Robinson when she was here David David is coming with me from Lion King actually cuz ah. we were in JMTC together ah. so I was with him on stage right uh, I was in the chorus though uh he was acting so yeah and then he started to write as right, well and then mm -hmm. and has really really improved as well from that time and become quite well quite good but yeah. you see that's a part of what the arts does it's about the, the consistent and continuous growth the growth yeah yeah you never stay one place yeah. and he has done different things Yes. The first things were very GMTC and kind of light and fluffy. And but then know him to some something where right. we're and very then big. Now he's exploring with a lot very of mature adult. concepts mm -hmm. and themes, <laughs> um, different styles of staging and pushing the envelope. Precisely. But you see, the truth is a lot of um the practitioners, the theater practitioners are pushing the envelope. It's just that I think one of the challenges we have is that we don't market right. our pieces enough. Right. So Jamaica doesn't really know that these things are going on, although they are going on. They're going on, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, let's talk about challenges. Thank you. I like how these segues are happening quite naturally. <laughs> but before we move to challenges, are there any other plays that you've been in? Um, any features, movies, things that you want to just kind of throw out there that people? So we spoke about heist, heist as well. Yeah, yeah, heist. Uh, um, but you've done a lot. I've yeah, I've done close to twenty. Um productions and about eight of those have been commercial meaning big shows right um i would have done same difference old fire stick um with delia um harris i would have done garvey the musical um blogs and mirrors practically all of michael's work because as i said he's my mentor so he's been teaching me all along using his work um brian heap the last show i did with him was telling stories um, tell me about carrie festa before going to challenges so was carrie festa and you were just involved yes with quilt um <laughs> quilt was a part of the jamaican contingent to carrie festa which is uh, a regional festival um it has several areas so there's crafts work there's music there's dance there's theater um and we participated we did extremely extremely well we it was on. in trinidad this it was year? in trinidad this uh -huh. year last time we did it we we performed reassured in barbados right this year we went to trinidad um we did reassured we did um revolution um one of our principal members jolene alexander mounted run 
um, as one of the shows and we performed on Jamaica night. We did some Jamaica old time Jamaican songs and we dropped in a little Beyonce at the end for a big finale yeah, and yeah, it, was it was just well our received. birthday too. B Day. Yeah. So um there was that we were well received and we are just tremendously grateful for the reception and people have come up um and have commented on the fact that they appreciate the work that we're putting out there and like they want to work with us more. Right. So that's good for us and good for the group yeah, and, and it was and for, a, and for an the region. And for the region. Yeah. Um, and it was just an amazing um, experience for me personally. It's one of those things that I think um, kind of just opened my eyes to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and what spaces you want to be in. in precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know now, even more so than ever, that I want to create more. I want to make sure that I, I my body of work is seen. Because a lot of the times we create, and because I'm so introverted, like I, I write the pieces and I have them. And I don't really do anything with them. But now I am certain that the pieces I write must be seen. And it may also color what type of pieces you write as well. Precisely. And what you share. Yeah. Where. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about um, personal challenges. Again, you touched on being an introvert. How does an introvert be an actor? And an actor that does solo roles, group roles, and just projects this larger than life these larger than life characters that is that you know that are outside of yourself for me that's a part of why i love what i do because when i'm on a stage i'm not me when i'm on a stage i get to put me aside and i get to to work on somebody else i get to be somebody else i get to create their entire world and i get to live in that world that i create for them just based on what the script is saying or what the director wants or whatever the case may be so it's about understanding other people and i found that after a while i grew as a person because i'm more empathetic now because i i'm forced because of the roles you have to play because of the roles and 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 the range of roles i've played um abusive fathers abused son i've played the bleacher i've played a gunman i've played a nazi soldier you know and yeah yeah yeah. and those those roles kind of get you to to understand how how different mindsets work and why people do the things they do and so now it helps me in my regular interactions with people because for conflict i'm i'm usually not combative I usually try to step back and say, why did they do that? Yeah. You get so what I mean? Right. So so you're, that, bit, you're more patient. You're yeah, more sympathetic, yes, empathetic. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And that's why I do what I do. And so for me, it my introverted tendencies don't show up in my work because, because it's, it's not another me. space, right? Yeah. Outside of being told what to do by a director and the technical aspects of acting, how do you channel a character? I mean, I'm sure there's research, but mm-hmm. how do you how do you channel a character that you probably never have even lived? Most of these people I've never lived because all I've ever lived is just the the, the few books and and and, and a simple and, country and life and Clarendon, right? But what it is is that what you just said, research, and I mean at the risk of giving away my no, don't secret. give it. Let's not give everything away. Um, <laughs> I'm very observant, right? Which is very so important. I look and I do the things that you'd hear a Viola Davis or a Meryl Streep talk about in interviews I watch. Yeah. 
And then after watching, I try to come up with why they do what and they do. Something. And then I borrow. borrow yeah, because borrow. these, the people I play are real people. Right. Because I was observing real people. If you never met one of these persons, you actually give them a name? I, I name all of my characters. Like in your head? In even my if, head. Even, even if, if the, the character has a different name paper, on stage, right? Yeah. No, if, if it's on... If it's given to me, then I have to work with it right. and, and work the story into it. Right, right. For instance, Tiggs. Um, Tiggs was the, the, the role I played in Heist. Right. But during my, my journey, I realized that Tiggs was just a nickname because his real name was Tyrone Ian George Sinclair. Right. You get what I mean? Right. Like stuff like that would happen. And we didn't know. Well, I didn't and, know that. Right. And, and that's not necessarily But Tiggs was a nice nickname because how he functioned, right? Precisely. Right. It's about the misdirection. But Tyrone makes me feel something totally different. Because and Tyrone was abused. Person. He was bullied in school. And that's why he fostered a relationship with Max. Right. Because Max was his bouncer. Right. So that friendship would have been coming from all of all of high school. Because Max used to just protect be the guy him. to protect him. Mm-hmm. And because Max has that deficit. And he's smart. He would cover for Max in that way. So, so it's he like keeps Pinky Max and the Brain. They just work just hand, like in, hand in hand. Precisely. It's a and that's something the audience would experience, but they'd not know. And this is not anything the director would have told us. This right. is just me putting a backstory together, which is a major part of my process with all roles. Wow. Wow, this is exciting for me. I like to talk to creatives. Um, all right, challenges now. So do you get nervous before going on stage? I don't. Do, have you ever like vomited before performing? No. Let me tell you why. Yeah. It's it's linked again to my process. If I'm going out there, I do my very best. And I mean, there are cases when you'd get a one-off gig and you're told, hey, you need it. I need you for a performance two days from now. Da, 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 da. Those are different cases. But I never enter a stage unprepared. Because if I'm unprepared, I'm unsettled. And when I'm unsettled, I get nervous. And if I get nervous, I'll mess up my lines. So I always try to prepare so that what I channel instead of fear or anxiety or nerves is confidence. So I always ensure that I'm ready whenever I am going to head onto stage. And then I use that positive energy to just take me wherever the, the character needs to go. That gave me chills. And, and it's because as a singer, I try to also be prepared and and I like how you explained it because a lot of people feel like because you have the innate talent that it needs to be like a jukebox and you just press play. It's never but, that. But as you said, if I don't know my songs, well, I'm going to mess up the lyrics. If I don't understand how I connect to the song, then I cannot emote the song. Precisely. And then I'm unprepared and I'm unsettled. And when I'm telling all of these musicians and people around me that I need all of these things to happen and they don't understand it, is my process. Yes. And process. if I don't experience my process, then it's not going to work the way I need it. I need it to work. Precisely. And that's what it is for me. So I. So by the time you're ready to hit the stage, you are the character. And you just turn that switch and you, you and you perform. And at the and end, ready. you do your, your process to get back out because just in just the Let's same way you have to go that. in, yeah. you we, have to People ask that question all the time. Do you really feel yourself get stuck in a character sometimes? Not stuck, but it. You feel the emotions it's of the character? It's not. For me, um, I mean, every actor experiences a different thing. What I experience is that they linger. Yeah. Um, so for people who've seen me work, they know I'm, I'm primarily a physical actor. So none of my characters look the same physically. Right. The they, hair they, is different. They move they, differently. They move differently. Uh-huh. They sound differently. Um, 
And that's something I consciously work on every time I get a role because I never want to, although my characters are often sim- similar in terms of right. what they are at the core, no which one is, is supposed to the see blubbering the same idiot, person. they're not supposed to see the same person. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be somebody else. It's a different story. Um, but what it is, is at the end of the day, we have to find ways of remembering who we are. Right. So for me... I, what my technique is, is knowing what my happy place is, right? So I focus on what my happy place is, go into the forest, and I leave myself there, and I come back out with what I've created, what I've worked on over the four weeks, the six weeks. I take him back out, do the show, and at the end of the show, I go back into the forest, leave him there, and take myself back out. Right, because you have to go find an, another character soon. Precisely. But what happens is that sometimes these people stay with you. So for instance, for the, the deeply spiritual-based roles, those are always hardest for me to get rid of, and the, 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 the ones that take you to you know darker places, Right. I find that they stay with me a little longer, and that's probably because I like playing dark roles. So for instance, when I played... Um, I low-key do as well, even though I don't act, really. But, but, you, you, but you, I always wanted the emotional roles somewhere deep down in my core. You should. Yeah, that's kind of That's my, something my, you should explore. It's my desire because I feel like it's a challenge. Yeah. But not only is it a challenge, I feel like I could do it well. If, if I'm in if the right space. If that's the case, then that I think that's something you should explore. You shouldn't like, limit yourself. That's I shall I mean. explore it one day. But what it is, is that um, those people, the, the nuances would stay with me. So when I, when I did Reassured the other day, for a few days after... I found that I was, I felt that people didn't understand me. And that's how. <laughs> that was what the character went through. And you that's were what he went that through. Too. And I felt that, and it wasn't that people, you know, weren't <laughs> understanding me. It was just where my mind was. You were a Gemini for a little bit. I'm just for, kidding. Right? It's <laughs> not kind. Gemini's I like, you know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and then when I did Garvey, the little fingered thing. Because I had a finger rolling kind of thing. And that stayed with me for a few weeks after the rolls. And I don't know how to explain. All right. Well, I would call this a side effect of a role. I want you to tell me maybe what is your greatest challenge in... Um, that you face acting like what are some of the things that that you find most challenging to do as an actor for me like as a singer lyrics are an issue <laughs> all right so for me um accents accents can be like tricky. vocal work is generally an issue for me and that's because outside of a case like this where where i have to engage somebody i don't talk a lot right so if i'm in situations where for instance i'm directing a piece i have to talk clearly because oh else are you going to get them to move um, and, but and accents, what do you mean? Like actually accents mimicking it? Mi- mimicking not doing it accurately? It. Yeah. So like, like if I ask you to give me like Trinidad and Tobago, like... Nah. Uh, like nah, dreads. That's, yeah. that, that, that's no, not that problem. That's, if you practice yeah, it. Yeah, if I practice it, I get it. So what's And it? that's what I do. So that's why, that's another part of what I was saying about preparing. Right. So when you see me on the stage, I will have it. Yeah. But it's not something you can come up to me and say, hey, do a Trini accent. No, uh, no that no. doesn't work like that. All right, Don't do a British accent. or um, Because for me, the process is what informs. So even when I, I did Heist, I did a British, I did an Italian, I did a French. Right. And it those are in, in one space. And those yeah. happen. And I had to switch them on and off and right, on and right, off. Right, and, right. and that took um, close to 15 YouTube videos 
plus documentaries, plus listening to movies with people who have those accents for it to settle into my system um, so that I could do it. And then I'd have to ask my friends because some of my, my friends, um, the Catherine Johnsons and the Shanice, my cat is like, they are good with accents. So I'm going to say, yo, oh, you said this. And then we say, oh, do that. I'm going to say, oh, all right, cool. With, but that's a part of the work, you know what I mean? Of course. With with, with no disrespect to non-actors who get selected for acting roles, maybe based on various things, right. I- image and whatever, they may suit the character in other ways. Right. Do And this is not directed to the non-actors per se, but do you think people underestimate what goes into... All the time. Into the craft. All the time. And that's a part of why I enjoy working with groups of people who are untrained because at the very least i'll get four people very least minimum so you know it's more that come up to me afterwards and say yo i have no idea Mm. yeah because when you explain to them playing beats moments what do you communicate in this beat versus that beat what do you do with your voice your inflection precisely the movement just getting them to probably how models feel and sing and some singers do you know what i mean so it's it's always fulfilling for me when they understand it because they always say you're not precisely they say no i respect it because i i've I've been put through it so i know that it's a lot it's like me now going to salsa every thursday thinking that i have good (laughs) that i can do the basic step and i'm a good dancer and i am a good dancer but then when it comes on to doing turns and spins and i'm like wow this is technical this is is actually not easy yeah and it's challenging and it forces you to appreciate it even more yeah same thing with fitness too bodybuilding people who can look that way yes it's not easy but they put in the work it was a lot of commitment commitment and that's i think that's one of those things that that we all as as young practitioners have to remember or whatever your art form is no overnight you have to be you know just get up and have it Mm-mm. even if you do but yeah but you still even if you do it. you have to work forget better yeah or else you're gonna be stagnant right you know what i mean you have to work and you have to be hungry you have to want more Meryl Streep's still saying she's searching and she, she wants to learn more. Right, you're like, Meryl what? Streep. What you search for? But yeah, you're searching. Precisely. I, I'm just going to step out and I know that this is what you do for most of your, most of your time now. Um, I'm going to just call you a full-time creative. Um, do you regret the choice? There Ever. are days when I do. Um, and why? There are days when I do just because of the put it this way the choices we make have repercussions Boy, preach right um and so i have put several relationships at risk um by deciding to pursue art and i'm talking about family now um and at the, the other end of it 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 just comes from the feasibility of it because you decide to put your everything into it and sometimes the work that you put in is not rewarded in the way right, that right, it should right, be right. rewarded just and because of how the world is and set we up. know so financially it may not be as rewarding Precisely. so so you are pouring your life into a craft that is not feeding you back the way it could the way it could and should and should because it is in other spaces precisely so it, it just opens up I cannot worm right. like what is happening You're like, here I love that this. makes I'm it glad different to be here, from but today is really rough and I could do it some more money and maybe if I had done this maybe, maybe I would have been I making would. more money but I'd be very unhappy so what should so I do? So that's the conundrum and the, the truth is I like being happy because let me tell you nothing for me feels better than doing a show yeah. 
and then walking out to do a curtain call and the crowd is standing nothing be- beats that feeling and that's like a professional happiness uh, but and it 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 trans transcends into my personal being because for me it means that I made them feel all the things they wanted to feel. Impact, you know what I mean? Impact. The impact is there, yeah. and that that for me has always just been like a driving force. Like, what will your work do? What does your work do? I talk about that a lot on this show, but the other day, I said to some of them, "Say, but impact now pay my bills." Which and is I, true. I heard them. I heard them, but at the same time, I felt like you know. It, I guess it depends on who you are yeah. and what you want out of life. Yeah. But I couldn't trick through this short life yeah. just earning a salary and knowing that I haven't touched a soul for me there personally. And that's something I can relate to and that I do relate to. So, so I would rather have impact than be a millionaire. Yep. But hey. Oh wow. Um yeah, let's see if we can um um so um relationships affected, yes, your choices. What tell me about your hopes for the future for you. What 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 do you see in the lights? In the stars? Um for this phase of my life I will say. <laughs> this act. Right. This since act. we're all talking theater. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. In this act, the word is legacy. So I'm in a, a space right now and I'm in a frame of mind that I want to create things that people will remember. I want to do things that people will remember and, and remember for all the right reasons. Um, I want to do a, a piece of work that forces people to talk about what issues are and, and come up with solutions. Right. You know what I mean? In, in just the same way that Miss Lou used to say, yo, Patwa is the thing. And she put her entire life into working towards making Patwa a thing. And now years later, Patwa is a thing. That's the sort of impact. That lives that, on beyond her. And that's her legacy. Do you understand? Yeah. Like that that's where my mind is. What are the way what are the ways I can work towards leaving something solid and something worthwhile? Noel for Dexter. the Noel Rex Dexter, Precisely. Yeah. That's that's where my mindset is right now. Um I've started <laughs> working on that. I recently started my own performing arts group. Oh, yes. Yes, the Artcore Performing Arts Company. Small unit. Artcore. Artcore. Wonderful. It's, it's a name that... Um, and before anybody asks, no, there's no conflict of interest. I'm still also quilt. <laughs> and I discussed it with my director before. But so this is no. your personal venture, but which will coexist with quilt. Which will coexist because they are both um, achieving and they have they will achieve two different things right. you understand that's why it's not a problem um so there's that i am in a space now I, i'm working with a group called apiron a young media group so i'm working on a lot of film content right now so in short order people will see some scripts um that would have been penned by me and possibly directed by me funny some heavy um, and they're tackling all the issues that a lot of creatives I find in Jamaica at least are afraid to, ta- to tackle. To touch, right? Yes, which is great because that's a part of what um, the little reputation that I have. It it it's linked to that people always come expecting something to see controversial. something controversial. They know that I'm 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 not afraid to say a particular thing using my play or say a particular thing using my poetry. And so that's where I'm, I'm very eager, anxious almost 
to push my work out there now for more people to see because I'm tackling, you know, some of those less talked about things. And for the listeners listening, I'm smiling because when I when I decided to venture into the podcast world, this is what I had hoped Talk Truth would be all about. And not to be raw, not to be vulgar, but to be candid and to touch on some of the things that we don't often talk about in a Caribbean context that they're happening and people need to hear the stories yeah. and they need to hear what people are doing like this yep. gentleman here why not try and get out of jamaica desmond why not go to the united states tell me about that how you feel about that the truth is it's it's something um i have and i have considered and i'm considering all right it's, so it's just that at this phase i'd rather get my things out and functioning first before I think that's another phase of my life because right. I do know that ultimately I want to do Broadway. Right. I think that that will speak uh, in terms of validation. Remember, we were speaking about validation earlier. I think when I'm on a Broadway stage, that's the first time I'll actively consider feeling like I, 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 I've achieved a particular that's you're like a personal level, goal. A personal and goal we don't and we know that, that that you're very capable of that. But I feel like the impact that you're creating now here with what you're doing now may be even greater than Broadway. And that is why so is that talk it's a, okay that, for yeah, me to, to be, be here, here right now because this is more important. This is more pressing. I know that eventually I'll do Broadway. I know that eventually I'll be in a few major Hollywood things. I mean, I've been on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, hey, you hey, have been I'm, on I'm, Netflix. You know, I'm there like at, yeah. the, at the cusp of it. You want to tell us which show that but, was? Oh, I was in one episode of Luke Cage. You were in Luke Cage, yes. Yes, I was Cage. in Luke Cage. Uh, that, um, yeah, yeah, we won't go too season. hard on it. Yeah, right. We know some people upset about the accents, but hey. I was too. But hey. But hey. But it's one of those things. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but right now it's it's about how can I help right. um help to reshape what is currently existing. Yeah, and that's that's where my primary focus is. And then after that, I'd think about you know going abroad and doing other things. <laughs> I have one more question for you, and then I'm gonna ask you any final words. And my last question is to the young actors and actresses who i know look up to you already who will listen to this um and the ones who don't know you what words of advice do you have for them you have to know yourself you have to know what your strengths are you have to know what your weaknesses are and you have to be open to acknowledging your strengths for what they are and your weaknesses for what they are and then you have to work towards strengthening your weaknesses so that they become strengths and then your strengths just become a part of you your core you know what i mean you have to be consistent consistency is key you have to be consistent you have to work hard it's not the industry this industry is not one that anybody can get anything from you have to pay your dues almost and then the theater or the film will reward you. When right. your dues are paid, that's when you start, you know, seeing the rewards. So don't come thinking, hey, I'm just going to be there. You have to push yourself and work towards it. But if you have that, that just focus, that streamlined focus, and that, you know, get, um, get it done attitude, then it will come back. It will come the doors back will open. Yes. The doors will yes. open. Yes. 
I don't even want to give you any more final words. That's I think that should be the final word. You you agree? We I can, agree. We can work with that. We can work with that. <laughs> um, actor, writer, director, director, photographer, photographer, media practitioner. Yes. Desmond Dennis, um, a fascinating young Jamaican man doing great things. And I am really, truly honored to even get this opportunity because I know in years to come, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be happy that this happened. But outsider getting him on this show, just truly, truly inspiring, to be honest. So thank, thank you. you so much for your time. It was my pleasure. Pleasure was actually mine. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode number 18 of Talk Trot with my amazing guest, Mr. Desmond Dennis, actor, writer, director, and just a young Jamaican, Jamaican doing amazing things. Um, he says he's a shy person, he's an introvert, and he was kind enough to share a bit of his journey with us. Thank you so much, Desmond, and we look forward to greater things from you. Um, I think an appropriate and fitting truth bomb would be if you're not in your career of choice, what other career or thing were you deeply passionate about that you didn't do? And mine, which my close friends know, is that I'd probably be a dancer even more than I would be a singer. And I regret missing the boat. I regret not being brave enough to dance in the Caribbean um, as a Jamaican man because I was afraid of how I would be judged and ridiculed but I fancy myself a really good dancer and I think that had I been formally trained I would have been a really excellent dancer but um, probably not gonna happen now but I'm still gonna dance until the day I die so maybe I won't be in a company but I will be on a dance floor near you so look out for me watch out now so thank you for listening, guys. Another episode in the can. Always tons of fun. You know what to do. Follow me at Mario Evan on Instagram. And I'm Mario Evan on all social media platforms. Follow TalkTruthJA on Twitter. And you know we have a website, TalkTruthJA.com. And an email address, TalkTruthJA at gmail.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes. And always just take screenshots of our wonderful image on on instagram and um, repost share like comment tell us how you feel about the show tell us what's popping you know we we like to one promote the podcast and hear how you feel and um you know you know what to do tune in again next sunday can't wait to share another episode with you it's always love and light right here from your boy mario evan and you're listening to talk truth you know the place where your truth can become your reality and set you free until next time <laughs>